to another episode of the Love of Purple podcast. I am your host, Krista Kokot. Thank you so much for listening and for being here. Today, you guys, I am going to be diving into exactly what it is that I coach on. And I've got a really important message near the end of this episode. So please take the time to stay tuned to the end of this episode. All right. Before we get started, anything else, I want to tell you about um, what I'm going to be talking about today. It is seven important reminders if you are a people pleaser and you have people pleasing habits. I like to change the lingo around a little bit as far as saying you're a people pleaser or I'm a people pleaser. It kind of puts us in this box of like, that's what we are. That's our identity. And it's not. It's just that we have these habits of being people pleasers right? We have these patterns. We've been conditioned. We've learned. It was survival mode for many of us growing up to keep the peace, to not start conflict because it was a way that we were going to survive in our environments that we were in. Um, We became dependent on other people uh, to stay safe. So it's just a habit that we've created. And the most beautiful thing is that when we can look at people pleasing as a habit, as a pattern, as something we can break, as a cycle that we can actually change, it gives us hope. We're not left with this like, well, that's just who we are. It's not like that at all. It is very much when we become aware of these patterns of living for other people and making sure other people are okay before ourselves because it's where we're seeking our validation from and we're getting our worth from that. When we become aware of that, we can begin to make the changes and it's a slow, steady, progressive change that happens and for myself I've been working on this for years you guys and I've come to realize that I actually don't ever want to lose or to get rid of these people pleasing habits in my life fully yes I am very much better than I was yesterday and thousand times better than I was 10 years ago but what I'm saying is it actually keeps me being a better coach when I constantly am working on myself with this one area that I coach on, that I help guide people through. Um, boundaries, speaking up, sharing your truth, self-care, self-love, putting yourself first, and um, starting and having those tough conversations with people that you know you might never have done before because you're scared they're gonna walk out of your life and you care too much about them and you abandon yourself. So for myself personally, this is where I've come to go. I love that this is my life's journey. I love that this is what I get to walk. I love that I get to wake up every day and go, what are the boundaries I need to put in place today? Okay, Krista, remember to speak your truth. I have to constantly remind myself of this. And I love it because it helps me become a better coach for you guys, a better guide for you all, and to help inspire you and motivate you and help you move along because I've been there. I've done it. I am currently doing it. So the best leaders and the best coaches out there, honestly, are the ones that are walking their talk and continually doing the work. So... I am coming at you from Costa Rica. Okay, if you've been following along, you guys, um, on my social media, we finally moved into our long-term rental, which is six months, hopefully a little bit more. We've requested a little bit more because our ultimate goal is to build or buy something down here, um, turn it into a rental and all that. So it takes time. So to be in a place that's long-term and that we don't have to move around, I have made it 
homey. We're continuing to make it homey every single day, make it feel a little bit, you know, more cozy. And it has been a gift, this house that we found down here. So it is seconds from the beach and it is large. We all have our own space and it's just it's been such a blessing that we have this one. And it is the original one that Jake and I rented when we first got here. So it was really cool how that worked. And um, I just was manifesting a house. I'm like, please, please. And it was underneath my nose the whole time. So <laughs> we just had to do a little jumping around before we got into this one. Uh, so you can probably hear it in my voice. I am feeling much more at ease and much more peaceful now that we are in this place. So uh, that is a little update for you there. All right, let's get into the seven important reminders if you are a people pleaser. One, let's say this again. Seven important reminders if you have people pleasing habits. See, even I have to catch my own lingo every now and then. Hang on, two seconds. All right, number one, you are not responsible for other people's emotions. This is a big one for, pe for people that have the gift of empathy as well, which a lot of uh, people with these people-pleasing patterns have that because we feel for others. The trick is, and I'm going to do a whole other episode on this one, so pay attention, <clears throat> so wait for that one, keep your eye open for that one, and it's ways to not carry other people's emotions and to tell the difference between yours and somebody else's. So that's the first one, is you aren't responsible for other people's emotions, you are only responsible for yours. The issue comes in is that we take on other people's and we feel it deeply inside of us. And that was a work that I did for a long time was figuring out, is this my emotion or is this somebody else's? And most of the time we will feel it in our gut and it's an emotional bond we have with somebody. It's an actual, um, it's not healthy <laughs> and you will feel sick to your stomach. And I had and still will have it with certain people where I go, ooh, that's an unhealthy connection I have there with this person because I feel sick to my stomach when they are going through something. Number two, trying to please everyone drains your emotional resources. Remember that. If you're somebody that's going, okay, I want to please this person, I want to go out for coffee with Sally, and then I'm going to go over and clean this person's house, and then I'm going to make soup for this person, and then I'm going to say yes to that, and then I'm going to drop into bed at the end of the day and be mad about everything <laughs> because I didn't say yes to myself. I didn't say no to too to, I said yes to too many things and I didn't know how to say no. Your boss asks you to do a late night report and needs to be on his desk in the morning. Whatever it is, there's so many ways, you guys, that we deplete our emotional resources. Number three, every time you say yes to something or someone, you are unwittingly saying no to something else or someone at the same time. So kind of what I just what I just said, this is something I talked about I talk about quite often that when you say yes to something, you are saying no usually to yourself. Now, yes, there's a time and a place for it and we can do it all day long and you know, yes, we can say yes to a lot of things, but just know, just know that when you're saying yes to something, you might be saying no to something else that needs your attention. So, example, um, uh, for the longest time, my husband, and I'm going to bring him in here because we've talked about this before, he would say yes to, he loved his youth pastoring job, loved it. It, it brought him life, it's, it still talks about it, and it brings lights up his eyes. He loves working with teens and youth. 
There was a time when he first started the job 20 years ago, 16 years ago, I guess, 17, I don't know, anyways, lost track of time, <laughs> that he would say yes all the time to whatever they needed. A youth would call in the middle of supper, and they would need to go for coffee, and he would drop everything, and he would go. I would start to get resentful of that because he was saying no to the family dinner and saying yes to that. So that was something we had to work around as far as boundaries went and as far as his passion went and as far I saw it like that. He didn't. So we had to have these conversations around that. Um, so just always remember that when you're saying yes to something, it might be no. Uh, you might say yes to coffee with somebody in the morning and that might mean saying no to a morning routine for you to your morning routine because you would rather, and that's okay. That is, I just, all of this is okay. Just be aware of it because this is when it will lead to resentment when you're not aware of it and you just keep saying yes. Number four, which is, you know, pretty obvious, but yet we have to remind ourselves of this. You cannot please everyone all the time because you will be left unhappy. I have tried this, literally I would try this. I talk about it, um, when did I talk about this? Oh, I did a reel on it and it was about um, how when my dad died 15 years ago, I didn't want to lose anybody else in my life. I was scared to death, so I turned into even more of a people pleaser than I already was. I, I cranked up the yeses like crazy and I tried to please everybody around me. I said, yes and yes, I'll do this and I'll wear this and I'll eat that and I'll dress like this and I'll say this and I'll act like that because heaven forbid I lose anybody else in my life. And I figured if I did that, if I was to please everybody, they would never leave me. I realize it sounds crazy saying that out loud now, but when you're in the middle of trauma, when you're in the middle of grief, believe me, nothing makes sense. So, um, number five, people pleasers are easily manipulated, meaning that, how do I put this? People can see if you are a people pleaser, if you've got those habits and you've got those patterns, you're a yes person. I can look back on my own life and I can see and I can name, which obviously I won't, the people that took advantage of me because I was saying yes, because I was trying to manipulate them. And they were like, sweet, she will always say yes. Let's always ask her. Let's always ask her because she will say yes to make cookies for the school. She will say yes to be on the hospitality team at church. She will say yes. Now they might not be doing it on purpose. I'm not gonna say they're doing it on purpose, but I am saying that people will keep up. If you, you teach people how to treat you. If you continue to say yes to things, they will continue to keep asking. Why would they stop? You are doing what you have taught them to do. Why would they stop? Because it's advantageous for them. And in our minds, when people are doing what we want them to do, <laughs> in our messed up people-pleasing habit minds, it's working. Until it doesn't. Until it doesn't. I wouldn't ask anyone else, but you're such a good friend. That might be something that you might hear. You're such a good friend, and I know that you'll do whatever I ask you to do. So this is something I heard growing up. You're my favorite. I wouldn't ask anybody else because you're the one that's going to say yes. This is what I heard growing up. That was very, very manipulative. And I bought it hook, line, and sinker. So that when I heard that from other people, 
when I started to grow up and become an adult and, and people were like, you're, so, oh man, you're such a good friend. You're so easy to talk to. I'm going to unload all my shit on you. Okay. Because I didn't have boundaries. I didn't have the space to go, no thanks, the whereabout, the, the self-awareness, the education. Number six, people will respect and trust you more when you begin to speak up and only say yes when it's alignment with your truth. There's two sides to this one. There's people that are going to walk away from you because you no longer serve them. And there's the second part that people are going to respect you like crazy. And those are the people that you want in your life. I've talked about this quite a bit and maybe I'll do another episode on this, but there's going to be people that walk out of your life because your bound, your lack of boundaries was serving a purpose for them. So when you start saying no to certain things, you may get some flack and some kickback. That is where the true um, holding firm to your truth will come in. That's almost the hardest. I found it the hardest for me because I was scared I was hurting their feelings. <laughs> oh, Lord. And yet I let myself down every time that I was like, never mind, never mind, never mind. I mean, yes. I mean, yes, I'll do that. Because I would get the guilt trip. I would, and guilt trips only work if we allow them to, right? I would get the guilt trip. I would get the sulking. I would get the, well, you know, I thought you were that kind of person. Or I only asked you because usually you do say it. And I'm like, forget it. I'm doing it. Number seven, remember, setting boundaries and speaking up look different for everyone. You have to figure out what is right for you at this time. It can be an action. It can be words. And I talk about this a lot with my clients. Every boundary and everybody that sets them, it looks different for each and every one of us. Sometimes it can be just not responding to certain things. I'm not saying ghosting. I'm saying not responding to certain messages. I do that all the time. It doesn't it doesn't warrant a response. I don't want to spend my energy on that because my energy is sacred and I choose where I spend it and who gets to have access to it. Maybe it's um, actually having a hard conversation going, hey, you know what? I've talked about this too. It's like before you come over, please just send me a message. I don't appreciate you just not just um, showing up. I just had it with a girlfriend yesterday, a really beautiful, wise soul here. I just said, hey, if you want to come over, just send me a text message. She's like, same with me. I don't like you just dropping by either. I don't like people just dropping by. But it's reciprocal. And when you can have those conversations with people, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Those are your people that respect your boundaries, and you have to figure out what works for you. You have to figure out what works for you. And the best way to figure that out is figuring out what pisses you off. What's pushing your buttons? What are red flags? That's where boundaries need to be set. Okay. So those were seven important reminders if you have some people-pleasing habits. Now, I want to share with you a new coaching uh, program that I have coming out. And it will be coming out probably the beginning of uh, February but I have, uh, it's going to be a six month program instead of right now I'm offering three and I have space for one more person for my three month one. So if you want into the three month one, just send me a message. Um, you can find me all over Instagram, Facebook, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably follow me everywhere, but, uh, I am Krista Cocott life coach on Instagram 
and they'll be in the show notes or Krista Cocott Life Coach on Facebook and WhatsApp, all the places. So if you're wanting in the three-month one, what I have realized over, um, and my prices will be going up as well on January, on February the 1st. So I will be doing a price increase, which haven't increased since 2020, the beginning of it. Um, what has become crystal clear for me and a lot of my clients is that three months is just the tip of the iceberg. We just scratch the surface and anyone that's been in self-development knows this. I'm still doing it after 10 years. Now, I've got different types of coaches and mentors and I've taken breaks from them and all that kind of stuff. It's not like I've had one coach through this whole time for the 10 years. I've had different ones. Um, I've had some for three months. I've had some for a year. But what I've constantly done is I have had coaches and mentors and guides that question me and help me see my blind spots that I can't see because we all have them. We all have these spots that we're thinking, oh, we're so good and, you know, doing, but as you do this healing journey and as you unearth certain subconscious mind patterns that we have, mindset beliefs, I should say, and as we unravel those and as we get into different relationships with people, you will realize that you're being triggered by certain relationships and by certain people that you weren't before. And so that is where having a guide and a coach and a uh, counselor perhaps help you along those lines and guide you through that. So I will no longer be offering three months because like I was saying, what I've realized is after three months, people are still like, I need another three months with you. I need another month with you. I need it. And I've had many of my clients for a full year, almost two years. And because we're constantly unearthing and constantly living um, our lives every day at school, right? Every day we are learning something different and learning something new about ourselves if we choose to. So my program will be six months long. The price will be increasing and I will only be taking seven people at a time. And so that's going to be starting in February. Right now I still only take seven, but it's three months. Uh, it's three months at a time and the price is a little bit less expensive. So if this is something that interests you, if this is something that you're like, you know what, I want to get in that last spot for three months, you totally can. I've got one spot left. Um, otherwise, I will be doing six months and this is for people that are ready to go. If you are on the fence and you're like, ah, I'm just not really sure this isn't for you. This is not for you. If you are somebody that is like, I'm let's do this. The first two months are awareness and affirmation setting, intention setting. The second two months is going to be inner child and shadow work. And the uh, last two months is going to be radical self-care and moving forward, taking action in your life on which direction you want to go. So this is for people that are like, you know what? I have done a bit of self-development, but I'm ready to go deeper. Let's do this. Let's move. I want to move on with my life. I want to break these people-pleasing patterns. I'm done. I'm so done living for everybody else. I'm ready to live this life that I've always wanted to live and I just don't know how to get out of this rut that I'm in. I care too much what other people think. I, my boundaries are so leaky. Sometimes I'm good and then I have five steps back. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing okay and then I fall backwards. And that's okay. We all do, you guys. We all do. However, when you have somebody there to go, it's okay, let's do this together. Let's walk this together. We got this. It's really, really helpful it can drive you forward at a quicker momentum. And the other thing too is that when you have a coach, when you have somebody that has been there, done that, 
it, it, it's not necessary. I, one thing that bothers me is when coaches will say, I'm going to teach you all this so that you don't have to go through this and I can cut your time in half. And there is some pretty powerful magic and pretty powerful learning lessons that comes with sitting in that dirty diaper. I wish I could cut a lot of it in half for you. I wish I could say, you know what? It's taking me 10 years to get here. It's only going to take you guys two. <clears throat> I wish I could say that with all the confidence, but sometimes it takes a lot longer because we all are at a different time in a season and we all process things differently. And let me tell you, we all learn lessons in our own divine timing. It may take you two years compared to me 10. You may learn and pick up and be like, I'm so done with that life and I'm moving forward and boom, done. But it also might take you a long time to just really see these certain things in your life that are keeping you, holding you back from having that beautiful relationship, from having that job, from living this life that you truly desire because these patterns just keep happening over and over and over and you don't know why. And you can't see it. So... Having a guide and having a coach, yes, they can shed light and be like, whoa, I never knew that. They can show you. Then it's up to you to take the actionable steps and use the tools to help you move forward. So all of this to say, if you are ready to move forward, if you are ready to start implementing and understanding what these tools are and really putting them into action so that you can move forward, you can get out of that, that stickiness that stuckness, that rut that you're in, those habits that you've created, those limiting beliefs, reach out to me and I'm going to start doing some um, interviews and I'm going to start doing some, uh, just seeing who's interested in the six months. Again, select few will be there. It is not going to be for everybody. I am not taking people that are like, I'm not really sure if I want to work with you. Those, you're not my person and that is okay. That is beautiful and that is okay because I know who I'm calling in and it is the woman or the man that is like, I'm ready to go, let's do this. It's a hell yes. Hey, there it is, it's a hell yes. So I'll be taking applications. Um, you're gonna see it actually in the show notes here if this is something that does interest you for the six month. So um, if you're somebody that wants to jump on the three, let me know that as well. Mm. Okay guys. I love you, and I'm going to fly. I'm going to get a new mattress for our bed here and make some breakfast. So, all right, we'll chat with you guys soon. Until next time.